Hi, and welcome back to Get Outside with Kids, where Kate and I have just come from a camping weekend away. Um, If you've listened to some of our past episodes, especially the failures episodes, we've had a lot of failed camping trips, I feel like, together, Kate. Uh, And we were just really reflecting on how this weekend away was possibly the best camping trip we've ever had to date, just in terms of logistics and weather and kids, and no one got hand, foot, and mouth disease this time, So or gastro. No one threw up. All around a much better experience. <laughs> so we've just got back from a weekend away. And if you are in the trenches, with particularly with babies and toddlers, we've been doing some episodes. We did an episode with Carolyn recently from Prairie Crew Adventures talking about camping with babies and toddlers. And one of the things I was reminded of this weekend is like, Camping with babies and toddlers is just bananas. You're like, you cannot not look at them. You've got to watch them all the time because they do things like eat rocks, fall off mounds of dirt, walk it. Like they always trip over the tent pegs. Oh my God. They, so you know, get stung by a wasp like you had in one of your camping trips, Jen. It's like babies and toddlers is such a different phase. And what we really realized this weekend is like our kids are now old enough that like we don't have to watch them like hawks anymore. They're not going to pick up a rock and eat it. They're not going to just fall over every second step and get gravel rash on their face. But at the same time, two nights of camping might be enough for us. (laughs) And I want to be really specific about that. Two nights of sleeping in a tent might be more than enough for your family. And that's what we want to talk about today is like some of the reasons why we think, you know, two nights of camping might be just the perfect amount for you and your family. Yeah, I think, you know, we've had some people on the show who have done some really big types of adventures. Uh, We recently had uh, the Restless Crusade back on to talk about some of their big epic adventures. And I love the inspiration of those pieces. And I I love the, the challenge of planning a bigger trip. But I think the reality for most of us that when it comes to like the tactical day to day planning for those of us who are in more of a nine to five grind, a weekend or two nights away sleeping in a tent, potentially on a slowly deflating queen size air mattress um, is kind <laughs> of enough. And I have to admit now, like we're in a phase now at you know, my youngest just turned four, my oldest is six and a half. So sleep is already light years better than it used to be, but it's still not perfect. Like you're still sleeping in a tent. There's probably it's still at least one wake up. Sometimes that wake up is honestly me because I have to go pee in the middle of the night, uh, but it's not perfect. And I know, Kate, you had a bit of a bumpier sleep session still this weekend which is why i wanted to record this right now like we got home like literally like an hour ago and like i haven't even had a shower yet which you might be like oh my gosh kate how um (laughs) but like i think we kind of wanted to to say this while it's kind of fresh like we had the best weekend away and i'm glad it wasn't three nights we had challenges with sleep as i know many people do when you're camping we partly because we put our kids to bed really late but um, you know, it's just the reality of sleeping in a tent. Tents are by definition like soft-sided, which means that they're noisy. So when the people up the campsite from you start yelling and laughing at 5.30 in the morning, you're going oh. to hear that. When the sun gets up at the literally the crack of dawn, um, <laughs> you're going to see that. And when it's cold or hot, you're going to feel that. So, you know, there's some parts about sleeping with little kids in tents. It gets it gets so much better, but it can still be a challenge. We had definitely had some challenges at 3 a.m. on the first night. Our three-year-old woke up because she was just desperate for her sunglasses. Woke up in a panic. Mommy, where are my sunglasses? I was like, I don't know. And also, it's 3 a.m. I don't think you need them. No, 
cue massive tantrums, screaming, you know, all that kind of stuff. So after two nights in a tent, I don't know about you, Jen, but I feel like, look, we did it. We had the most amazing weekend and I'm a bit tired and our kids probably need to go to bed really early tonight. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, in two nights, some of the packing logistics are a little bit different too. Like I often find with two nights, especially one night being the Friday night, like we're not getting until about supper time Friday. So we really have Friday evening, a big day out Saturday. And then we did about half a day on Sunday. The packing is very different because depending on the weather and the weather was quite good this weekend, I'm like one pair of pants. If it gets messy, we'll honestly air dry it and they'll put it back on again. Uh, socks and underpants, honestly, I didn't pack that much. Uh, both my kids came home commando in the car today and I was like, cool, that's fine. <laughs> we'll worry about it when you get home. So I find with just two nights away, they're going to be mostly in their bathing suits. We can kind of rewear some of the same clothes again. But when I start to break that third or fourth day away, I am doubling for at least clothes perspective for sure what I'm going to be packing for them. On the clothes thing as well, I think it's really important when you go away for a weekend. What's made it a lot easier for me is firstly taking less stuff. And if you have kids in the toddler stage or potty training, you're going to be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that might be a good idea. But if your kids are starting to get out of the potty training phase, taking less stuff actually feels so much easier. It's easier to pack. There's no decisions to make while you're out and it's much easier to unpack. The other thing that I've been keeping in mind from Kaylee, who is, uh, has been in our podcast a couple of times, she's got a secondhand kids clothes on shop on the Sunshine Coast called Coast Kids Reshop. And she's amazing. Talking to us about like, why why does it matter if kids' clothes are filthy? Why does it matter when they're outside? And so trying to get out of my head, like, I don't know where I got it from, but like most of us think, oh, your kids needed an entire clean set of clothes every day. And when we're camping in particular, I'm like, they actually don't. It's actually the messier, the the dirtier the clothes are, the better <laughs> The better yeah, because the point, really. it doesn't really matter. Um, and that will just I would encourage them to wear them until they're like soaking wet and like maybe dipped in mud. Um, and then it just makes things a lot easier uh, because they've only really worn like one or two outfits. The other thing that I do that it makes camping for a weekend a lot easier um, and makes it feel much more doable for us is making sure you separate out your dirty clothes while you're packing everything up. So getting a nice bag to put yeah. like a wet bag to put all your dirty stuff in, including like dirty beach towels or the tea towel, the washcloth from your kitchen stuff, chuck it all in that bag, zip it up, put it all in the car. And when you get home, everything's already separated. You don't have to go back through the stuff. I've got the washing machine on right now. And it makes that like two night trip so much faster to pack and unpack. Yeah, I love that Kate prioritized getting her laundry done. I prioritized getting a shower in before this podcast. I kind of hate you right now. I'm so jealous. <laughs> My skin feels like... But I have not started laundry, which I must do immediately after. Well, that's all I had to do episode. was like dump this bag out. And then my husband chucked in the, t the beach towels, which were pretty filthy too. Um, and that's it. So I'm like that these little things that you kind of get into a groove of like packing and unpacking can make a weekend away really doable. I think what you're saying about like the packing for lots of nights and the food, like you end up taking, if you're going for, say you're going camping for four nights, you end up taking enough food for like, 10 days because you keep going, we might need another random snack. We might need another one. Whereas when it's only a day, uh, sorry, a one full day and two nights, I feel like it's just it's a lot more reasonable. It's like one big shopping bag of food and a cooler and you can kind of get by with that. Yeah. I mean, and we always kind of cheat it. Uh, when we come in on a Friday night, we either have dinner in the car. It's often frozen pizza that I have heated up in the oven or we pick but up- no, Sorry, old Jen, that yeah. you have carefully and lovingly prepared carefully, for your children. Yes. 
but then sometimes also like this trip, we stopped at McDonald's on the way out uh, because it keeps the kids fed. The kids are happy. They're in the car. They get a snack. Um, so Friday night dinner is usually done. We might have a little late night snack when we get there, but like the quote unquote dinner stuff is done. And then today driving home, our first stop on the way out in the beautiful city of hope was at Tim Hortons. We can get everybody a bagel, something to eat quick. The adults like a we cup didn't of coffee. See we must have been, we must have just, you must have been like three cars ahead of us in drive through I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you were. I couldn't um, understand and- my husband's English, by the way. So <laughs> we oh were at God. the drive through window for so long because they were kept repeating it like, do you want, what, you want a banana? And he's like, no, I don't. All the joys. But I think when you take the pressure off, like for us and for our kids, I'm like, those are kind of the times we hit up Tim Hortons, McDonald's, whatever your, you know, your local favorite uh, drive through is because it does make the packing a lot easier because I hate, we you know, once we've packed up in the morning, I really don't want to get out the camp set again to warm up a something else. And I always make a couple peanut butter jelly sandwiches to throw in the bag. Actually, your child ate our peanut butter Sorry sandwiches. Sorry about that. Which is fine. <laughs> My kids didn't even want them in the end, of course. So I'm glad your child did want them. That's so um, funny. But I think when you have that kind of mindset of like, oh, it, it takes away some of the meal pressure. It's really only one full day of food plus breakfast, um, which is where when you start to get into that third or fourth night, it's like, oh, no, it's actually three full days of food. Mm-hmm. you know, And that does become from the packing logistics a little bit more complicated. I find too, especially with dinners, you know, if you have frozen stuff or you're cooking meat, you got to obviously be a bit more strategic because you want things to, mm-hmm. you know, not to be spoiling in your cooler or defrosting at the right time. So sometimes by the third night for dinner, you're either having peanut butter sandwiches uh, or leftovers, which, you know, it just comes a bit more logistics to plan that out. The other thing about camping for a weekend is like, sometimes you hear people going, one of my family members in Australia is on a big trip like this at the moment. You hear people going on weeks long camping trips and it can feel intimidating, particularly if you're new to camping or you're new to camping with kids or you're new to kids. <laughs> You've got very young All of the kids. Above. <laughs> and it can be very intimidating to be like, oh, well, you know, I wish we could go on a week or two or three or four, four weeks of camping. But the reality is people have to work as well. And that's not the kind of thing that's going to be shown to you on social media or when your friend sends you highlights of their trip. And so for some people in the summertime or in the camping season where you live, you might not be able to get more than a couple of days off. But I think what we're saying is we just had an amazing two-night trip and I don't think we could have – it couldn't have gone better. We could have stayed longer in another place, but the campsite we chose was just perfect for two nights. And um, if you're new to camping with kids, it's just the perfect length. If you have been sleeping badly, you can come home (laughs) – uh, midday on the second day um, or the third day, however you count it, um, and get some good rest in, have some time to do your chores, depending how far you went from from uh, your home. But I think it's just the right amount for us. I think, you know, in general, if we're going to be going on a camping trip or so if we're going on a trip that's more than two nights, sleeping in a tent can just be a big challenge. We have also rented camper trailers, like little towable trailers that can pop up or other types for like week-long trips. And they're awesome. And That's partly because sleeping in a tent for more than two or three nights for me, I find really challenging. (laughs) Yeah, I've actually, our longest camping trip still to date has been like three nights. We like to do this hack where um, we we book for four nights, but we only stay three. But on the fourth day, you can stay the full day. Um, Typically here at BC Parks, your checkout time is 11 a.m. So sometimes that means your morning is just kind of spent up, uh, like spent packing up and then you leave. So if you book that entire day, sometimes we have stayed camping for the whole day and maybe stay till about supper time. And then depending on the logistics, packed up and driven home for bedtime, which 
which I really like because sometimes it feels like you get that bonus day in camping, but you don't have to sleep in the tent again. You do get home. Maybe it's even late, but you get home, you get a shower, and you do get to sleep in your own bed. And that makes a big difference too. So sometimes we've done that if you're looking for like, we'd like a little bit longer at camping. Um, you know, you book that next day at the campsite and hang out until, you know, afternoon, dinner time, and then head home. So you get a bit more of a camp day, but the bed is still where you end up sleeping that night. Yeah, I think that's we've done that before too, like left at like seven from the campsite and driven home. And particularly if you're not having a good time sleeping, if you listen to any of our episodes about starting to camp with a baby, we always recommend going really close to home so you can pack up and leave. And sometimes at seven o'clock when you're staring down the nighttime of potentially a night with no sleep with your baby or toddler up, unable to go to bed or unable <laughs> to go back to sleep after waking up in the night, it can feel really intimidating. And so having that like, it's kind of like a free pass, like, hey, you've made it through the day, you've had the best parts of camping, just cut your losses and go home at seven o'clock and you can at least attempt to have most of the night in your own bed. So if you will drop in the links to all of the other episodes that we have covered camping with babies and toddlers and other camping trips that we've done, just wanted to remind you that if all you're able to do this summer or this camping season is a two night trip with your family, that's awesome. And we think that that is probably the most that we can handle camping in a tent. And we have a podcast called Get Outside with Kids, and we still don't want to camp in a tent for longer than that. So no. keep doing what you're doing. We think you're awesome parents, right, Jen? Anybody who's listening to this must be a kick-ass parent, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And we rec I hope you recommend this to other parents you might want to go camping with or try out camping with. Um, we have a lot more tips over on our Instagram page at Get Outside with Kids. Uh, and if you're new to camping and you have questions, please send us a DM. We're always looking for new topics to cover. Um, and check out the show notes for previous episodes about camping with kids because now, I mean, we've been doing this for a little while. So we've got some different episodes that feature different ages of camping with kids. Um, and then come on back next week for another episode of the podcast. <laughs>